This is episode two of the Unpopular Podcast, starring Coach Barnes himself. A lot has been going on since we last talked. It's been about maybe six to seven games. Knicks are one in five in their last six games. Things are going south. Uh, Randall isn't playing well. Looks like he just doesn't care at times. Um... Clearly, something is bothering him. Something's wrong. Me, personally speaking, I think it's the fans and just people saying things. And I won't name any names here, but a lot of the uh, New York media, I I mean, they just love to nitpick everything. Every little thing Randall does, they just rag on him. They drag him through the mud night in and night out. I mean, it's just got to stop. But besides that, he just isn't really playing well. Um, Losing the ball a lot. Isn't shooting as well as he did last year. Just isn't just, he just isn't playing great. And I think he's mentally just like checked out of being a Nick. And I hate to really say that because... At times, you know, um, especially last year, he looked like he loved being here. But this year, he didn't start off as strong. Um, And as the year went on, it slowly got worse and worse. And I know he sees what the fans say. And I think it got to a point where it's just he can't take it. So, it remains to be seen on what the Knicks do with Randall going forward. Um, His deal isn't bad. Uh, He signed a four-year, $100 million deal. So, a team would be willing to um, take him in. Just don't know who and for what. Definitely, he still has some uh, value here, but I don't think the Knicks look to move him, at least not this year. Maybe during a draft, maybe sometime next year. Um, But I think the Knicks that will get moved are Burks. Uh, Nerlens will probably get moved. He just can't stay on the court, I mean. This dude is made out of glass. He's always hurt. It's always something. Like, he just signed a deal. I don't know what to, I don't know what to say about it. Um, the young guys, I don't think, are going to be on the move. I mean, I would hope not. I think we got some guys who can play who are a lot younger than what we have. Uh, Walker, certainly beyond... This season will not be a Knicks, so whether he gets moved um, ahead of the deadline, we got to see. I think he has value. Uh, his deal is very, very team-friendly. Um, I don't know if we get back much for him because he's damaged goods, you know. He'll play one game and then he'll set out three, so Walker, I would... Assume we'll be on the move um, as
as early as the trade deadline. Uh, Burks uh, just hasn't been playing well neither. Um, something's going on there. Hard to tell what it is. Uh, you know, the one bright spot is Barrett. Barrett has found his touch again. Uh, he's scoring. Barrett wants to guard the best player. You know, a lot of people don't see that. But if you look at each game, he's guarding the best player. Okay, trying to become that guy who's going to come out and not only score, but he's going to make plays and he's going to stop your best player. Um, you know, people were uh, getting on him. <clears throat> Excuse me. People were getting on him too. Barrett is only in his third year. Yeah, he's in his third year now. He's in his third year, and, you know, he's still a kid. He's going to find his way. He's going to become a great two-way player. All right? He's 6'7", six, 6'6", six, six, all right? He grabs boards. He drives in the paint strong. He's a great finisher, despite what some of these guys are saying. I mean, some of these guys who watch the Knicks who claim that you know they know um what they're saying have said that he doesn't um finish well Barrett came into the league finishing at the rim that's what he did his rookie year he can get to the paint and score okay he's a tough finisher as his years went on, he started to shoot the ball better. So, obviously, his game is growing. I don't know if he'll ever be a superstar, but he's looking like he can be a star. Um, Toppin is showing flashes. Um, just don't know what we have in Toppin as far as his ceiling but he does work hard, and he plays hard, and, and you know, it shows. Uh, Mitchell Robinson, you know, when you look at it, his first year, I mean, the man would foul out almost every single game, you know, but he's, he's getting better. Uh, right now, the Knicks, it's just a bad fit. It just doesn't work with the guys that they have, uh, preferably speaking, the guys like Burks. Oh, and how did I not mention Fournier? Let's get into Fournier. I mean, this guy is careless with the basketball. Um, if he's not shooting well, he doesn't give you much else. I don't care what any stats say. If you watch the game and you can sit there and really look and see what the hell's going on, if his shot isn't falling, he isn't giving you much else. So, Fournier, the time is ticking. And I know that the Knicks just signed him to not a um, terrible deal, but if they wanted to ship him out, they would have to attach probably a first round pick because the team isn't going to take on a player like that 
making that kind of money without getting something else. I don't think he lasts with the Knicks beyond this season either. Uh, he just doesn't fit well with what we do. Um, he's in the media saying things that he shouldn't be saying, you know, about Thibs and the sets that they're running and the playing time he was talking about uh, in the beginning. Um, and not only that, again, like I just said, if his shot is not falling, he's not giving the team much else. Um, his defense is not the greatest. To me, it's terrible. And again, I don't care what any stats say. Watch the game. If you know basketball and if you watch the games, it'll tell you his defense is not great. Okay. Uh, Cam Reddish, um, Thibodeau's got to find him playing time. If the plan is to package him in a deal for a guy, dare I say, Donovan Mitchell, you got to play the kid and you got to let these teams know what he has. So that's why I think, um, you know, I'm going to change course because I know the, the uh, first time I said that the Knicks are going to make a move but it's going to be a small move. Wish I was right, by the way. Uh, we traded Knox and a first rounder um, to the Hawks for Cam Reddish uh, in a move that seemingly doesn't really, at least for this season, make us a whole lot better. Um, but I like the move anyway. Uh, but. I think the Knicks are going to change course due to these last six, seven games, and they're going to look to get rid of a lot of guys because the fit is just not there. It's just not working. Uh, you know, we can't have guys hurt, uh, sitting out games. You know, how do you win games if some of your best players aren't on the court? Um, you know, uh, Derek Rose will be coming back, but I don't know if that makes much of a difference. Uh, Derek Rose is still good. He's going to give you good minutes, but does he get us back to our winning ways? You know, like last year, I don't know. Um, but we will see. Uh, I believe... And it's just me um, speculating. Donovan Mitchell, I think, is like quietly going to steer his way to the Knicks. I think that's where he always wanted to be. I think he's tired of playing on the Jazz. Um, you know, you're starting to see things from the media saying that. He doesn't want to be there. It's a small market, uh, you know, such and such. And I believe that to be true. You know, I believe Donovan Mitchell is going to find his way there, whether it's this year, next year. I think he's going to ask out this summer. Um, I think the only thing that can save him to um, 
stay on the Jazz is if the Jazz make it to the finals. If they lose in the semifinal, if they lose in the conference final, I think he's going to look. He's going to um, look around him, look at the team, look at the coaching staff, uh, the city, and say, I gave you guys what? This will be, this is my, this was his fourth year, fifth year. I gave you guys five, five years. Um, clearly, we can't get past uh, certain rounds, so it's time for me to go. Um, you know, I think there's moves to be made throughout the uh, deadline. Uh, I think the Kings are going to start to clear house and give the floor to their younger guys. Um, the Kings, I mean, you know, quiet is kept. Nobody's talking about them. But they're going out here losing by 50, getting blown out. They got blown out last night by the, um, damn, who did they play? I think they played the Hawks. They got blown out. And nobody's saying much about it. I think they finally look at the pieces like Fox and Holmes. And they, you know, uh, start out fresh. Um, again, Fox is a guy I would look at. I don't know how Fox would fit with, with the Knicks. Uh, he's a streaky shooter. He can drive the lane can pass but ultimately shooting's gonna win in this league in this day and age um so i don't know but fox can fox can definitely play but i would target uh donovan mitchell um i'm seeing people you know these people online and on twitter all these casual fans talking about the coaching staff on the, on the Knicks. And my only thing is that um, Thibodeau has to understand that if something's not working, you might have to make some changes. And, you know, I've been there and I've been a coach and I get it like, Certain guys bring certain things to the table. When you take them out, you lose that. You know, as you go down a bench, do you trust the next guy up as much as you would the guy that's going to start? And I think that's his thinking. Um, you know, if you look at it, so when Rose comes back, Rose will probably start. So, uh, the shooting guard, I mean, I would start Grimes. I would start Grimes. I keep Barron and Randall. You're paying him, you know, he's making all that money, so you're kind of forced to start him. There's not a lot of guys going off the bench making $25 million a year. Uh, so, you kind of got to start him. Mitchell Robinson, you got to start because Taj Gibson, yeah, he's solid for what he does, but he's not Mitchell Robinson. Um, so that's what I'm saying. There has to be some kind of trust 
uh, factor that goes along with the coaching staff and says, do I really want to make a change? What do we gain from uh, sitting this guy and um, starting this guy? You know, maybe he can move Barrett to the two, put Reddish in at the three. You know, we'll go uh, a little bit bigger on the, you know, wings here. Um, I would do that. Uh, but, you know, we just got to see how this plays out over the last couple months of the season. I do think the Knicks make the playoffs as a 10th seed, barely. It's just hard to, you know, see this team not fight for one of those last um, spots, but I don't think we go much farther than than, than that. Um, definitely big changes are coming this summer. As far as the roster goes, the coaching staff isn't going anywhere. Coaching staff is not on a hot seat, not even close. Um, you know, so Knicks uh, got two draft picks this year. I believe they got uh, Dallas's pick. So that's two first rounders. Two first rounders won't be in the lottery unless the Knicks lose and don't make the playoffs. But they'll probably end up getting, you know, as we always get the eighth pick seventh pick you know so um salary cap with the Knicks isn't terrible but they don't have a lot of room obviously because they signed a lot of guys last summer unless they start uh dumping salary and I just don't see them doing that either um so the Knicks are in a, just in like a weird spot roster wise. You know, a lot of their players they just signed. Um, so it's tough to navigate unless you just make a blockbuster deal and get rid of a lot of guys at once. Um, again, I don't think a blockbuster deal happens at the deadline, I think it happens on draft night. Uh, I think a sign and trade would happen during the off season, but the Knicks just don't have the room to do it unless they find a way. But hey, uh, you know, teams like the Heat did it last year. I mean, the Heat had like a lot of cap space. They found a way to keep their guys and sign sign guys. So you know, it's tough have to figure out what the hell's going to happen next with this team. Um, I don't know. It just seems like they don't like playing side by side. Like Randall and um, Fournier just haven't clicked. Randall feeds him. Um, You know, he gets him the ball, but it just seems like Overall, they don't click on the court. Uh, Mitchell Robinson looks like he's playing for his deal. He is playing hard. Uh, You know, I think that he gets a deal, but I don't know if it's with the Knicks. I don't know if the Knicks look to keep him going forward, but then the Knicks will have to start um, over as far as finding a big man. So... 
you know, hopefully the Knicks uh, give him a deal and we, you know, keep him. But it's got to be a team-friendly deal. You can't can't give him um, a huge deal. I think he will get somewhere between a two- to four-year deal worth, like, 40 to 55 million. I don't see him getting much more than that. So, which is not terrible. Um, Knicks, Knicks just look lost. Knicks look like a team that they're like soul searching. They're trying to figure it out on how in the hell do we fix it? How in the hell do we get back to where we were last year? And if you look back last year, the Knicks were almost in the same spot that they are now. Uh, they got hot late when they won 10 straight games, I believe, going into the playoffs last year. Um, so I think that the Knicks find that spark. You know, I'm going to come out and say, I, I think the Knicks fix it sometime next month. I think they get hot. I think they get that last um, playoff spot, the ninth or 10th seed, and we get in. But we won't go far. That's for sure. Uh, with Randall playing the way he's been playing, um, the Knicks, the Knicks team team needs. You know, I said it on on Twitter. I said it online. The Knicks need a natural scorer, a natural wing, somebody who's like six 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 seven, bouncy, shifty who can shoot, who can drive, who's quick, like a, let's say like a, a Jordan Poole, or even if they're a young point guard, you know, if they're like 6'2", six 6'3", six and they could just flat out just score, that's what the Knicks need, because there's times where the Knicks get into these droughts. If you looked at the last five games or so where they just cannot score, and then the game just becomes terrible. Um, Randall gets cold, Barrett gets cold, um, guys are just not scoring, and then the only time we do score is when the bench comes in, so, excuse me, so, you know, what kind of leash going forward will coach have with the starters, you know, if he keeps playing this game, the Knicks are going to continue to lose games, and then that's when... The focus is going to be on Thibs and, you know, then they're going to start calling for his job. So he's got to start making the right moves or start taking guys out the lineup and starting the younger guys before the media and the fans who a lot of them don't know much about, about you know, the Knicks and and the game, they're going to start calling for this guy's job. And, you know, you don't want that because he's put us in a place where we haven't been in a long time, eight to nine years. Uh, Thibodeau deserves to be there um, until if things get really bad. So that's my take on the Knicks. And let's get into... Some other stuff going on. 
in the league. Uh, let's start with James Harden. People are saying that James Harden does not really want to play in Brooklyn beyond this season. Uh, allegedly, his camp is talking about he wants to play in Philly next year. Um, and I believe it to be true. I believe that James Harden does not want to be in Brooklyn. I think the city life, the major market of where he's at is just too much for him. I think all that's going on with his teammates, I think he's tied to that. Um, you know, guys don't want to get vaccinated. You know, he's just tired of all of that stuff. Um, he's in his 12th year. So you're going to start to see Harden's game. His game is going to start to slow down. You saw it a little bit this year. But as you get past that 12th year, unless you're just a, like a Michael Jordan or a Kobe or like a Braun type of player, your game and your, your like uh, skills is going to start to you know drop. Um, I think James Harden is going to be on a move this summer. Philly has to clear a ton of cap space to be able to sign him. Um, so that leads them to trading Simmons. But in order to trade Simmons, they're going to have to take on salary. You can't just get rid of that deal the way they think that they can. Um, I also believe that Harris on the Sixers is going to get dealt too. Not sure where. Uh, remember, he signed a $180 million deal. I think he's only in his second year of that deal. Second or third year. So that's a lot of salary that they're going to have to get rid of just to sign Harden. Um, I do think a team takes Simmons... I think the Sixers don't get the deal that they want. Um, ultimately, if it's, hey, we got to move Simmons in order to sign Harden, so we got to make this move. It's going to be a deal that they don't like. They're never going to get the value that, that they think for Simmons. So look for that to happen this, this summer. Um some more stuff going on in basketball. Uh, the Lakers, um, just a little while ago, got blown out by the um, by the uh, Sixers. Um, Westbrook is taking all the blame, and at times he doesn't play well, you know. But I mean, damn, like, is it really all Westbrook's fault, you know? So. The blame went from Westbrook to the coach. The coach is allegedly on the way out um, if they keep losing the way that they have been losing. Um, LeBron is uh, putting up a lot of stats, but it's not really leading to W's. Um, <clears throat> and of course, how could I forget Anthony Davis? Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis, this is a guy who was named 
one of the league's top 75 players. This is a guy who was on the Pelicans for his first seven years, I would want to say. I think they only made the playoffs one time. This is a guy who gets hurt nearly once a week. If you watch the games, if he falls down, he gets up, he starts limping, he goes back to the locker room. Um, he's been out for the last month with a, I forgot what he did to his knee. He did something to his knee. He just came back. He was playing hard tonight. Something you just haven't seen from, from him. And his motor, if you watch him play, okay, Davis likes to kind of trot down the court when it's when it comes down to um setting a screen he walks into it uh he just plays really slow he doesn't have that he he doesn't have that fire um he doesn't have that passion um and i don't know if Braun thought he was getting that when he told the Lakers to make that move and when he told Davis to force his way to that team. Um, I think the blame should go to Davis. Davis is supposed to be the best player. He's supposed to be this top-tier talent, and he just hasn't been playing like it, not at all. Um, so with that being said, he's back in the lineup. Braun sat a game. So I look for him to be back in the lineup, uh, Friday night against Charlotte. I believe the Lakers play. Um, and I think that coach Vogel has, this is tough to say, um, because I like him. I think the Lakers brass is going to give Coach Vogel at least five, maybe seven games. If they don't win, they don't go four and one, five and one, six and one. I think you're looking at Coach Vogel being fired by. After the break, if he doesn't turn this around or if he doesn't get the troops to really start balling and really meshing as a team, Coach Vogel will be out of there by the time we hit the middle of next month. Uh, And Coach Fisdale will be up next. That's just the way it is. And we all know Bron's history is if he doesn't like you as a coach, if he doesn't feel like your knowledge is on the same level as his, he's going to get you out of there. That's just what he does. So he did it with David Black. Remember when he was with the Heat? Uh... Coach um, 
Spolstra. He tried to get him out of there. And Luke Walton. He did not respect Luke Walton at all. So, Bogle might be next. Because if Davis, Westbrook, and Braun can't get it done, now the blame's going to shift off of Westbrook. And it's all going to be on Coach Vogel's shoulders. And the Lakers are offering Kendrick Nunn, who hasn't played, who turned down more money from different teams to go to the Lakers. And now he hurt his own value because he's going to be looking for a different team this summer. Who the hell is going to sign him now, you know, with his knee? Okay, but that's a different topic for a different day. Um, so they're offering none and Taylor Horton Tucker and a future first round pick that is uh in the twenty twenty seven draft. That's the best that they can do to try to upgrade that roster. Excuse me. <clears throat> If you're reading what I'm reading, this is what they're offering teams in hopes to upgrade their roster. What in the hell are you going to get offering somebody with a shot knee and a young guy who isn't terrible, but he ain't great, he ain't special. And a future first-round pick that is four years away. Now, really quick, the way that teams look at these first-round picks is they look at who's coming out in that year. So I'm not that well-versed in, you know, who's in college right now, who's the younger kids, who's going to be coming out in the draft. You know, so maybe there's a freshman somewhere in high school who's ranked um, number one, who they say is going to be the next, you know, Scottie Pippen or the next Kobe. You know, maybe there's that kid. But the 2027 draft, nobody's going to take that off. And then... They're offering this to the Pistons for Jeremy Grant. Excuse me if I said his name wrong. This is who they're trying to get. You know, I don't know who else the Lakers are looking at. But Grant is, I believe, their top target to get at the trade deadline. That is February 10th. Okay, so the Lakers, you know, unless you start waving players and the buyout market happens with veterans, that's the only way you're going to be able to help this roster. Um, you know, guys who could be bought out, John Wall, but who the hell wants to not raking all of that money that he's got. 
I'm not giving that money back. Um, you know, Houston should look to trade him, try to get some kind of value. Um, but, you know, the Lakers are stuck with what they got just because of the salary cap. It's, it's going to be hard for them to make moves. Um, I saw another thing where the Heat offered Duncan Robinson for Christian Wood of the Houston Rockets. Duncan Robinson is a really good shooter, a really good catch and shoot. Um, his defense is subpar, to say the least. I'm being, you know, I'm just trying to be nice here. Um, you know, he just recently signed a ninety million dollar deal. Um, if he can shoot the ball. You know, if the stats, you know, all these crazy stats that they're just making up as the years go by, if your numbers are great in these stats, you're going to get a large contract, especially if you're a shooter, okay? Duncan Robinson got $90 million. Um, now, his last seven games, whatever, he's been playing pretty good. He's been living up to that deal, but early on in the season... He was not, um, but it's crazy that it's crazy that the Heat are already looking to deal him. Um, not sure if Christian Wood and uh, you know Bam would fit on the same court. So. We're going to see how that one plays out. I don't think a deal happens there. Houston's going to want a lot more if they're going to part ways with um, Christian Wood. Um, and there's more rumors going on out there, but I don't think there's any truth to it. Um, Miles, Miles Turner's out hurt. Uh, you know, he doesn't really stay healthy throughout the years. You know, last year he got hurt, I believe, something with his foot. This year it's his knee, I think. I'm not quite sure. Um, but the Pacers have pieces that can yield them really good value, especially draft picks. Um, for some reason, that team just can't get it going. Um, I don't think it's the coaching. I just think it's just a bad fit. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon is never healthy. It's always something with him. And he can't stay on the floor. Uh, Levert um, is a nice player. Um, you know, so they got some pieces to work with to try to, you know, uh, tear this thing down and start it over. So I think some of their players will be on the move, whether it's the deadline or during the summer. Um, you know, there's just, there's signs that there's going to be major changes throughout the league. But if you look at the landscape and at the salary caps, 
there's just not a lot of money out there. There's not a lot of room to make deals happen. So a lot of so a lot of the deals the uh the cash and the draft picks have to match. So if like I'm say let's say a team with a bad deal, let's think of a team with a with a player that has a terrible deal. Um if I'm the Kings and I want to get rid of Holmes, right? I have to attach a draft pick, maybe two draft picks, for somebody to take that deal on. Or if I'm the Cavaliers and I want to get rid of Kevin Love, who has a large salary, I think over $30 million, I think, I'm not sure. If I want to trade Kevin Love, I have to attach one maybe two first-round picks just for a team to want to take that deal on. Um, if I'm the Hornets and I want to get rid of Gordon Hayward, which won't happen. Gordon Hayward's been having a decent year, but he's not worth $30 million. $30 million a season for Gordon Hayward. Maybe, maybe four, maybe four years ago when he was on uh you know, the Jazz or Boston, he's worth that money. But now, you know, because of health and they got a lot more pieces on Charlotte, it's not worth $30 million. So that's what I believe is going to happen going forward. Uh, this is episode two. I'll try to get episode three out sometime next week. Probably by end of the week, Thursday or Friday, especially with the trade deadline looming and a lot of uh, rumors are going to start coming out. It's going to start to heat up. Going to see if guys are going to be on the move. This is Coach Barnes signing off.